Hey there, it's Coach KG here, and before we jump into this incredible episode, we actually wanted to open up four discounted coaching spots for those of you who are looking to lose fat, build muscle, and just overall get to the next level and feel great in whatever you're wearing coming up in this next summer that's going to be coming up quickly. So all you have to do is make sure to send us a message with the keyword case study to our Instagram, which is Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, and we can't wait to change your life. Now into the episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I am your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm on the microphone and this is motivation monday we're here to get you motivated inspired and educated in all things fitness health and happiness we're here to answer your question share some of our favorite quotes go over some of our thoughts go over our personal journey as well as the client has been crushing it so if you love these jam-packed episodes uh, all we can really ask for is an amazing review so if you haven't left a review for a podcast yet that really does help us grow take two seconds to do it real quick and it would really just make our day so once again you can do that on spotify you can do that on itunes you can do that pretty much anywhere and we're here to help you now a couple big wins i want to share first and foremost thank you everyone for getting us to a thousand subscribers on our youtube channel once again we got the new backdrop here we got a new little studio over here in florida which is nice uh, and definitely enjoying that and even we stepped it up got some lights and we're always trying to improve like I said, too, we are kind of rejuvenating the format of the Motivation Monday as well as the Thursday. So lots of incredible things to come. And I guess as we're doing our little notes here from last week, shout out to Sonny Banjo for getting uh, Bentley's eye color, my dog. Uh, he has one blue and one brown eye. So that's pretty funny. So you deserve a shout out for that. Very, very uh, just, uh, I guess, good observation there. And that was a little fun extra thing I wanted to do. But we're going to go ahead here, jump into our quotes. And I got a quote I really like. It's a random not even so much a quote it was just a part of my book and i thought wow this was pretty good so what i always do on my kindle a really cool feature with the kindle i guess a hack i can share is you can highlight things you like then when you finish the book you can export it all to your email and it emails you everything super nice and i'll do that with new words really cool quotes different parts of the book and I'm really pumped to share this here. So a man's emotions are what define him and control is a hallmark of true strength. To lack feeling is to be dead, but to act on every feeling is to be a child. So last week I had to call some people out. I said, eat like an adult. Don't eat till you're sick. Don't overdo it. Find that moderation. And this really spoke to me because it is true. Control is strength. It's hard to control yourself. Even today, uh, we were going to the gym and there was about 100 reasons we post this on our story why I could have skipped my barbell squats. It would have been really easy for me to do. I was feeling a little bit sore. The racks were taking this and that. I know I mentioned this last week, so I don't want to get too into it. But I knew I had to get that done. I waited. I found a way through it. And I'm really happy I did now. I had self-control over my weaker mind, which said, just skip them. Do something else. Go do one of the machines. And just the same with eating. It's always that control. It's so easy just to grab an extra slice of pizza or have an extra cookie or go over your calories. But to learn control is so important. And just on the other side, like to have no emotions to just be completely robotic is like to be dead. That's not how you want to live either. And to me, this quote really just spoke about the importance of having control and really working towards your goal, but also understanding moderation and enjoyment. Even for us, like 
as I work with new clients, I really like to stress, you don't have to be miserable in this process. We wanna make it as efficient, effective, and enjoyable as possible. Like you can have 80% good food, we mentioned 80, 20 a lot, then you can have your favorite cookie, you can have a few chips at that Super Bowl party. It's about having that control and having that basis. So to me, I just thought this was a really fun one because you don't wanna be on either end of that spectrum. And instead you wanna start saying, how can I control myself more? On our Thursday episode that will be coming up, we're gonna get more into this. Uh, we have an episode coming out, so make sure to tune in for that. It's gonna be a killer. It's you've achieved your fitness goal, now what? And I think this is the best because it's so easy to be like, oh, I hit my goals, everything's great, and then be really lost and start to soften around the edges and lose a lot of those great habits you've had. So we're gonna give you some high level tips on how to stay fit, set bigger goals and keep pushing forward. So make sure to tune in for that. But once again, I'll read it one more time. A man's emotions are what define him and control is the hallmark of true strength. To lack feeling is to be dead, but to act on every feeling is to be a child. So once again, just thought that was a fun little thing, something a little different, happy to share it today. I like how deep that was because even as I'm sitting here reading the notes, I'm like really starting to think about it. And yeah, just uh, that was a great quote. So thank you for sharing that, Coach Josh. Um, mine is a quite simple one, actually. I got it from the comment section of one of the motivational videos I was watching this morning. I think it was like a beast mode mentality. And it said essentially, all you have to do is show up. Uh, in quotations. And then the comment also said, these words are so simple, but they're so much truer than most people realize. And I think this is where a lot of people struggle. And obviously on our podcast, we try to give you lots of very specific tips to optimize, to become better, to be more consistent, to, you know, just really get to that next level. But I find that honestly, like no one can take you down if you just consistently show up, if you consistently get back up. And if no matter what, you just, you show up to the fight, you show up to the gym, you, you know, log your food, like you just, you show up every single day, you will be an unstoppable person. And that's where when we have these conver conversations with people who are struggling, we find that they don't show up as often as they could or as they should. So that's going to be my simple quote for this week is all you have to do is show up. Yeah, just being, just doing the basic things day in, day out, logging your food, eating healthy, working out. That's where the magic is. I've said it a hundred times. It's not that massive action. So I think that is a great, just uh, like a good thing to remember in regards to that. Another bonus fun tip is those motivational videos on YouTube. The comment sections are usually gold mines. Usually I stay away from comment sections. Well, I like reading sometimes for the controversy. I'll eat some popcorn and look at all the craziness in there, uh, but they're not always the best places to be. But for the motivational videos, I find they're ultra positive. Everyone's building each other up. People are sharing killer quotes. So next time you watch one, scroll down, check that out. It's a good little bonus, but that takes us into our next segment of what has us excited or intrigued. What do you got, Kyle? So fun fact, I have never really been a video game person and, uh, You'll see why I'm bringing this up is because there's a couple tips and I feel like a few takeaways as well. And as we, you know, came to Florida, Josh had a game, uh, Mario Party, is it called? Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mario Party. And he's like, trust me, like, you'll be fine. You'll be good. And it's been really fun. Like we've had guests get so into it. We've had nights where we just like have a great time and just play for hours. Um, you know, once everything's done, just a nice little relaxing way to end the night. And I always like to relate some of these random things that we do in life, especially sports, to just like our overall fitness journey. And yesterday when I was playing, um, I actually realized I was looking at Josh's score too much while we're doing one of those like little mini games where you have to get pretty intense and try to collect all the coins you can and all the stars. And uh, 
I just thought of it. I was like, man, so many times on our fitness journey, we focus on what other people are doing and we get too into not focusing on ourselves. And I lost that game by like just a little bit because I was like looking at his score. Um, so that was one thing I thought was pretty powerful because I always, once again, like to relate it to the fitness journey. And then also I realized that you have to be so present. Like anytime that I'm doing one of these things, I'm like the second I turn around, the second I get distracted, the second that my mind isn't fully there and I'm fully present, um, it's something that can kind of eat away at us because we're not all there, right? Even just in life, when we're just like half in and half out, when we're thinking of different things, we just really have to be present. So focus on yourself, be present. Those are my two big tips that I got from Mario Party and uh, it's been a great time and hopefully that helps relate that to your fitness journey as well. Yeah, it's definitely a really nice, simple game where you can involve everyone and just have a lot of fun. And I think Kyle does a really good job drawing. Uh, like you can learn from everything, even something as silly as that. It's like, hmm, how can I use this and apply this to my life? And it's so good to be able to extrapolate different lessons from different components of life. Like I know last year, Kyle talked a lot about what we learned from the concept of chess. And it can be cool too. Like every opportunity in life is just an opportunity to improve and learn and grow, which is absolutely amazing. And I think that's an awesome way of looking at it. And that was actually something I was thinking about the other day about what I love about fitness. And we've said this before is you can have a ton of money. You can be given that. You can be given really good genetics and really beautiful face. You could be given... Uh, the coolest cars, whatever it is, like a lot of things. But one thing no one can give you is a great body, great health, great physique. And that's one thing I like about fitness. It's truly up to you. Like no one can force feed you your food. No one can force you to the gym. It's something you really have to earn and do. And that's why I find the challenge of staying fit, improving, pushing forward to be such a rewarding one. And your body's a reflection of your lifestyle. And when you can show you have a disciplined, controlled lifestyle, I think that speaks volumes to other people. And it was just a thought I had, and it was something I enjoyed about the component of fitness where it's it's all you, and you can sell people around you to make it easier and to build you up. But ultimately, you gotta do the work, you gotta get out there. And I just thought that was something really cool I wanted to share. So any other thoughts or anything you wanna share about your journey or where we're at now? Yeah, I guess we'll talk about the whole squat situation afterwards because question one is asking about a busy gym but man it just feels so good today like I while Josh and I were sitting there and I had those thoughts I'm just like well my back was a little sore from the deadlift so like maybe I'll skip it out skip it but there's just no better feeling than showing up, especially when you don't want to. I know last week I talked about how I'm not always the most excited to do things in the gym. And like, you know, even though it's my job and even though it seems like it, there's just no better feeling to just build up that willpower and that like, just that, I guess, I don't know. I don't know the words I'm exactly looking for here, but I'm sure you get the point there. It was just like, no matter what, those times where you want to skip it, where you don't want to do something, that's what makes you a complete beast. So that's all I really have. Nothing else. I'm just really excited about these awesome questions, especially. Yeah. And even for me, I'm just, I guess, my only reflection is I'm ready to turn it up. And I think it's sometimes good to enjoy periods of life and say, Ooh, like I have, there's some things I need to clean up. So even for us, we had a lot of gas, been eating out a lot, being in a new place is ultra exciting and it's easy to kind of soften around those edges and even sometimes you get motivation to be like oh maybe i should be cooking more maybe i should be working out a little harder maybe oh i've skipped abs a few times so i think there's nothing wrong with reflecting on the different components of things you need to do and i guess those are my three reflections there as i kind of ramble with this podcast but always being able to catch yourself and the truth is like you'll never be balance in every area of life we'll talk about this more on the thursday episode but oftentimes nutrition will be killer and you might start to be missing a bit on your workouts. Your workouts and nutrition will be fantastic, but sleep and stress get to you. Like 
there's always something you can work to, or maybe you're nailing everything fitness and nutrition wise, but your personal development's taken a little bit of a backseat. So there's always, it's fun doing that juggle and trying to improve and really just maximize your baseline to all the different activities and continue to push forward. And once again, that's the beauty of trying to have self-improvement. And that's a great segue into our client shout out this week. So I'm shouting out my client, Jenny. She's been fantastic to work with and it's been absolutely awesome going through a cut. Did a bit of reverse, we're entering another small cut now and then we're looking to segue out just at a healthy body weight to maintain, to keep in the gym, to really just balance the lifestyle there. And some amazing wins we've had with Jenny are we're 17 pounds down, which is absolutely fantastic in just under 20 weeks. And we've also lost over five inches on her waist. You can actually see the difference there in our post. And once again, all of our client shoutouts, we do share a corresponding photo for on our Instagram. Our Instagram is at Colossus Fit. If you haven't followed us there, you're missing out. There's a reason we say it a lot. We post a ton of great content there. Always trying to add value. A lot of fun reels, a lot of bonus tips, a lot on the story. We just want to give, 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 give. And the other amazing thing is with all of our client transformations, our shout outs will share their top tips. So you can see what really worked for that individual. What was really the mover for them? How did Jenny lose those 17 pounds and lose five inches off your waist? And if you consider like a six inch sub to lose that circumference around your waist essentially is amazing. Like the visual change is just so dramatic. And for Jenny, it just came down to doing the small things well, being accurate with the tracking, going all in, crushing those workouts, getting more comfortable doing a different style of workouts, getting really into weight training. It's even awesome. She just shared a win that she ended up on the PR board at her gym. And for someone who wasn't lifting like ultra intensely before, it's amazing to see that transformation and just even being able to see like, wow, I can be strong. I can do this. I can maintain this. And she was even saying too how like, her boyfriend and uh, someone else in her family thought she was crazy because she was crushing it, eating well, going on a hike, still working out, and she just really come to love fitness. And I think that's the best part of it too, is when you realize this can be fun, this can be enjoyable, this can become part of your life and seeing that change and really just evolving into the best version of yourself. So shout out to Jenny. Um, and now we are going to go ahead and jump into our mailbag. We've got three killer questions that we are really pumped to get into. So the first one, is a question we get a lot and I'm really happy to share the answer here is my gym is super busy and no matter what I can't seem to get the machines I want to for my routine does the workout order matter or is it okay if I switch things up a little bit so yeah relating to what we were going through today fantastic question as soon as I came out of the gym uh, or came out of the change room Josh said they've each got three sets each for the two squat racks that are there at the gym so my first thought was just like ooh, you know easy easy way to do something different um, but you know Josh had such a great idea he was just like well a great time to do a little bit more mobility and just warm up before we get this squat rack and I'm like all right that was very well said so I like telling that story because like for these specific movements especially at the start of your workout the compounds especially it makes such a big difference when you do that first and for the most part what I will say is especially for us what we do is most routines are created the way they are for a reason you know the compounds first with the way we move into you know other accessory barbell movements afterwards and I do think it's very important to stick to it the best you can and one of the best things you can do is honestly just ask someone like even Josh when he said hey how many do you have left on each one like you can definitely and it's not a bad thing to do is just ask someone where they're at um, and 95 99% of people are like really great about it and they'll give you a good answer to give you that time to navigate and do what you need to do so long story short 
short is I do believe you should follow the specific order. It's like that for a reason. However, for me personally, if I'm at the end of the workout, if there's something where it's a little bit interchangeable and it's more so kind of an accessory such as, you know, a certain bicep curl, like type of variation, I'm okay to switch it up. And that's my personal answer. Um, I know some people are different, but I did want to just share that as my overall answer. And I'm sure Josh has other great tips as well. Yeah, I always like to say to clients because I get asked this a lot from them. I program things for a reason in the order they're for a reason as well. But like Kyle said, you got to work in between it. And I have a, a video to answer, obviously, this for my clients. We have resources for every question you could ever imagine. Our goal is to avoid any questions, any uncertainty, and just to make it as simple as possible. But for this, like if you leave your barbell squats at the end of the workout, they're going to be horrible. You're going to be tired. It's a more complex movement. You're using more patterns of your body. Like it's going to take a lot out of you. Your central nervous system's already going to be fatigued. And even if you're someone who gets worried about things like barbell squatting, barbell benching, uh, deadlifts, different things that are more technical, if you will, that's why you always want to do them first. They're a great movement. They're called compounds because you're working uh, like a compound of muscle groups. So for squats, for instance, yes, they primarily are working my legs. They're also working my lower back. They're also working stability, my abs. Like there's a lot going on there. Just the same with deadlifts. You're getting your back, you're getting your glutes, you're getting the legs. It's a big motion and a big movement where you're moving a lot of weight. So with that, you always want to do that first when you're strongest and your freshest because there's no point doing bicep curls at the start. That would be more of an isolation movement. A bicep curl only really works the bicep. If you want to get really technical, of course, it could end up working the shoulder. If you're really doing it incorrectly, it could work your form. But more or less, it's primarily targeting the bicep, just the same as a hamster curl is working the hamstring. And the beauty of this is you can leave this later on when you're already pre-fatigued and you're in that fixed plane of the machine. So it's actually fine for you to kind of leave that near the end. Now, if I program someone quad extensions and hamstring curls, I'm okay with them switching those because they're relative. They both are hypertrophy. They're both near the end. We've already done our barbell squats. We've already done our barbell um, like glute raise, whatever it may be. So there's no problem switching that a little bit later. Uh, and for that though, that's where you really want to focus on those meaty compounds at the start. Make sure to do them. Like Kyle said, ask people how many sets they have. If it's absolutely impossible, sometimes you need to get creative, but I always really like to stress, especially try and do those. And then after that, you can start to move things a little bit based on what's available. Always try to keep an eye on what I can grab, especially with more of my hypertrophy work. Um, but yeah, that's the simplest answer there. Yeah, and I think like one thing I will say, sometimes we have to be careful with what we say, especially because we're talking to a huge amazing general population here is like when I find that I, if I give a tip, sometimes people will take it and like, I guess, take it the wrong way. So where like it gets challenging is, for example, if every single time you can't get something, you always change it and you always choose a variation. That's just what you know. And that's what you become accustomed to. So you don't even really try to get that machine and you just kind of like rush through and that's pretty much it. So for the most part, like 90% plus percent of the time, even in a really busy gym, I know jo like we'll always make it work. And I know Josh is really good at, you know, asking that person. And even just like, sometimes we'll set up in that area where we know we need to be and we might make a change, but then we know that we're about to get that as well, just to make sure that we don't skip it. Um, and just to make sure that we're still 
getting the results because a routine is a routine for a reason. It's not just a random thing that you can just pick and choose. And it gets challenging with that because I know sometimes people will say, Hey, I got my workout in. I had to change a bunch of things, but then you can't really monitor your progress going forward. It's just not something where you get used to those movements. And if you're always changing the row variation every single week, um, yeah, you did some rows, which is awesome, but you're not getting used to that movement pattern. And you also forget the number of, uh, pounds you lifted and it just, it gets really challenging. So something to think about, especially if you're looking to get to that next level. Yeah. And don't use it as an excuse to be lazy. Like I said today, barbell squats. Do I love the thought of barbell squatting? No, it's hard. I love being done them. I think they're a great movement, but it, I know a lot of people say, Oh, it was busy. So I just went and did the leg press and they'll be on their phone doing the reps. And it's just not going to mirror that intensity. I love the barbell squat because there's no hiding. If I go down, it's too heavy. I'm going to crush myself. Like it's hard. Like you need to be hyper aware. You need to have that stability, that focus. There's just so much to it. It's not a fixed plane, which means obviously I could sway forward back. I could sway left or right. I really need to exercise the control and learn the mobility towards that. Whereas a machine, you can really only go on an AB plane. So you can't really uh, like go away from that basic motion. And because of that, by having that variability, it's actually going to do a lot for your stability. It's going to challenge you more. And that's why it's way harder to squat a lot than it is to leg press. So don't just use the business as an excuse to ask around, be willing to hover. And there's just no world where I will ever do my squat deadlift or bench second in the workout. And that's because I do percentage-based training. So when I came in today, I needed to do uh, 395 uh, for three by six. And with me needing to do that, if I did leg press first and like uh, glute bridges with like a heavy weight, there's just no world I'll be able to hit that weight because I'm going to be pre-fatigued. It's going to be impossible. So that's why look for those silver linings. I thought I'll warm up a bit more. Tell them, hey, I'm going to use this next. I'm going to use my water bottle here. If that's cool, just wave me when you're done. I'm going to be on the treadmill. You can do a lot and people will be pretty good about it. Uh, so there's nothing wrong there. But yeah. And the last great hack that I got from Josh probably over 10 years ago is like, he will always be looking for that next movement and look ahead and plan ahead. So even for us, obviously with two people, it's easy to kind of navigate that, but it's honestly something that's incredible because if you just get to the end of your movement and you're like looking around, you're like, ah, I can't get it. Whereas if we have like two sets left on something and we see that the leg press is next and that person's like probably going to be finishing off there, then we know we can navigate that. And I'd say we have done a really good job of navigating these situations, but these are things where you can still get a great workout. And even for us, like planning ahead has been so great because we can talk to that person that's on it, or we can just claim it as well. So something important to consider and think about for sure. Yeah. And some motions, like I love doing this one incline uh, press that machine that we have there. It's a really cool one where you can change the tension point. So you can have the tension at the start, the middle or the end. It's an awesome machine. Everyone knows it's an awesome machine. I feel like I can never get it. So it's good to also know like sister movements, if you will. So obviously I could do that and a dumbbell incline dumbbell press are going to be very similar. But like Kyle said, the issue with always switching to very similar movements is you're never going to get stronger within that one motion. Um, but because we're in a really busy gym right now, it's an awesome gym too. If you're in Fort Lauderdale or Florida and you can go to Powerhouse, that gym is killer. You'll see us there for the next few months. I really enjoy it. I think it's an awesome community and it's a really cool gym. It gets me fired up to train at, but it's definitely super busy. And a lot of people do like using the machines because they have such cool machines. They have just every type of machine you could ever imagine, which is awesome. But with that, if it's way too busy and it's messing up my workout format, I will just do the incline dumbbells and make it work. And that's where even with my clients I always work to give them backups because they'll say, hey, Josh, coach, 
it, this machine, I can never get it. Is there something else I can do? And I'll be like, okay, let me change that because it doesn't make sense for this to be your primary with how busy that gym is. And every gym's so different. Like some gyms, everyone's a power lifter and everyone's using the racks. Other gyms, no one ever uses the barbells. Like it's really unique based on the particular gym you're in. And that's where, like Kyle said, it really does depend. And like perhaps if you're just someone who's training for longevity, you're 70 years old and you're doing, you do, are doing bench squat and deadlift, but maybe you're not doing it crazy heavy. It's not the end of the world if you were to do those second or third because you're not going to be performing at crazy of a weight. Whereas if you're a power lifter, you can absolutely not sub that. And that's where, like we said, it's hard giving general advice, but we hope that did shine some light on it. Now into our second question, a nutrition-based question. I'm doing well with my nutrition, but can't seem to get the weight off. Any reasons why that might be? I don't have measuring cups or a food scale, and if I'm being honest, tracking can honestly be challenging to keep up with a busy life. So that is a fantastic question because tracking, and like we always say, start tracking, start tracking. And I find most people have no problem with that. They're eating at home, they're scanning everything, they're logging the things they love, and then they go out to dinner. They go out to eat at their mother's house or anything that gets hard and they're like, oh, this doesn't work. Like, what's going on? I can't log these things. And that's where you got to learn these higher level tips. And that's what will really make the difference. So I'll pass it over to Kyle because this has been at the forefront of our mind as we've been helping new clients. We've had a new client up here, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, so take it away. I love seeing what people do from an outside perspective, especially having, you know, close friends come up, uh, clients as well, like Josh mentioned. And it's, a, you can learn a lot. And that's what I love about this whole journey is as a coach, we've been able to see different things in the gym from different habits from friends from clients all that stuff so I've learned a lot over these last few weeks especially being here but honestly there's a lot to consider and the first thing is that I'll be straight up with you you will never be too busy to log uh, you're only too busy if you use it as an excuse and I say that to be hard on people because I know how much it can change your life and I'll give you a couple different examples just from friends that we've noticed who you know always want to improve is that even just, for example, there's a situation where one of our friends was eating a lot more than he had realized. And he even said, man, I had no idea it was like that. So plain and simple, we're like, yeah, we had to take out the measuring cup. We had to use this food scale. We had to put everything in there. And we're like, wow, right here took us about 30 seconds maybe to get it all out there. And then now we know exactly what the numbers are going forward. So I'd say the first thing is if you're too busy, um, honestly, just make time for it. And even for most people, when you check the screen time, when you check the Netflix, the YouTube and stuff like that, you don't have to do it for the rest of your life. But I do believe it gives you the accountability, the awareness you need. And it honestly, like I say this with passion because it can change your life because I've seen it happen over and over again. But once you get the hang of that, you really just have to start making your systems work for you. Uh, measuring cups, like you had mentioned, I know you're not using them, but they're literally a couple dollars. It takes you a couple seconds to use. Um, and then even I just ordered a food scale from Amazon. I brought it here um, just because we didn't have one here. And it's just been game changing because our we always like when we eyeball things, we pretty much just give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. We always say, oh, one tablespoon of peanut butter is only this. Meanwhile, it ends up being three tablespoons of peanut butter. And I truly believe that when you get as accurate as possible, although it'll be never perfect, um, it will 100% give you so much more consistency, so much more to work with. And the last thing I will say, especially from seeing different situations, is that you really wanna try to limit eating out as much as possible. While I do believe you can 100% do it, most restaurants and most places, they 
put so much oil and butter on and so much other sauces to make it taste as good, great as possible to get you to come back. And I had to educate one of our friends here as well who was kind of struggling with that because I was like, man, what is their goal here? And then you kind of make those like, you ask them the right questions and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize like these sauces and these things, how much they add up. So those are my biggest tips. Once you master that, you'll be absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, and I guess to shine light on the client who came up. So one of my wife's friends signed up and it's been awesome being able to work one-on-one and explain some things. So took her through this morning how we have our breakfast. So even by putting in that work ahead of time, you can save yourself a lot of work later. So for her, I showed let's log this exact amount of nutrition. Let's weigh it to the gram. Let's log the granola. Let's work out the calories. Let's find what you're comfortable with and how full and satisfied you are from the breakfast. And then you can actually take it a step further by saving that as a meal. And if you're someone like me who likes having the same breakfast every day, it my fitness pal the next day will say, do you want the same breakfast? You just click yes, boom, done, simple, take out the guesswork. And you know that's 100% accurate because you've weighed everything, you know what to do, and it makes it a lot easier than every day going in there and changing it. And perhaps the next day, maybe I ran out of strawberries and I only have blueberries, I can just delete the strawberries, that's no problem at all. Then going to lunch, me and Kyle do like a Chipotle lunch, but there can be a lot of variants there just the same. Like Kyle said, eating out gets a little bit more complex, but the goal is to still make it work. So I even said one of the biggest tips you can do is pre-log. Anyone who pre-logs will see more results. Any one of my clients who's struggling, I tell them to pre-log, they start pre-logging. It's crazy the results. Like I'm telling you, if you take anything from this podcast, start pre-logging. It's amazing, it works so well. And put it this way, once you eat it, you can't get rid of it. But before you eat it, you can do all the numbers and be exactly accurate and you will be at a fantastic spot. So as you're going to Chipotle, I said, let's get ahead of it. Instead of just randomly ordering stuff and being like, oh my gosh, this was 1500 calories. I didn't realize queso and sour cream and cheese were this caloric. Instead, you can do it in advance and you go to Chipotle Nutrition Calculator. You put in all of what you want. You're like, ooh, this is more cows. I didn't realize guac was 240 cows or whatever it is. Let me ax that out. And we came out with our number. It was 600 calories. We had that there. We had the protein, the fats, the carbs. Then on my fitness pile, you can use these advanced strategies created as a new bowl. I have things like Josh's sub, Josh's Chipotle bowl, Josh's homemade burgers, like all these different things added as a meal. Now, every time you go to Chipotle, boom, you can add that as a meal. And maybe you do change it. One day you're like, I really want queso. So I'm going to have that extra 300 cows or whatever it is. You could log Josh's Chipotle bowl, just add the queso. So the goal is to do what you're doing, but do it at a better level. Do it with a higher level strategy, do things in advance and be honest too. Like if you go out to a really custom cookie place, like I know crumble cookies all the rage and you just log homemade cookie, hundred cows, you're lying to yourself. And now what's awesome is a lot of places will have the calories on the board. So you can kind of use that to try and cross match. And you might say, oh, this is so complicated, but I assure you it like, it's hard at first, but you make a habit of it. It literally, I'd say it takes me two minutes a day max. It's hilarious how simple it is. And the results you'll get from it are gonna blow to the water anything else. So don't sell yourself short, do that front work, even your breakfast, your dinners, your lunches. And then of course, the odd time you'll have something exotic and you'll have to be a little more creative with it. But I'm telling you, do these things and you'll be way, way more accurate. And you'll be able to really control and measure results and be at a really consistent weight of loss. And this is something we spend a lot of time really honing in with clients and giving them these specific tips day in, day out, looking at my fitness pal, all these different things. But I'm telling you, do this, take the logging seriously, do the hard work, and you will see big progress. And truth be told, if you can't tell, this is literally our passion. Like we look at every single person that they can succeed, they have what it takes, and we just want every person 
to be able to say, I've reached my final destination and I'm, I'm ready for more. And so right now we're actually looking to do a case study. We're taking on four amazing people who are looking to just stop struggling and just coming up in this summer, feel their absolute best, look great and feel great in whatever you're wearing and just get to that next level because I'm 100% confident we have the solution for every single person. It's not always the easiest thing, but once you get used to it and once you build those habits, every single one of our clients are like, man, I'm just, I'm so glad I do this or I did this and they never look back and they never regret it. So make sure to send us a message with the keyword case study to our Instagram, which is Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. And we can't wait to transform your life and get you feeling your absolute best. And next up, we're going to flip that nutrition question on its head. So we talked about losing weight. The next question is the opposite of that, which is gaining weight. So here's the question. I've heard you talk a lot about fat loss, understandably so. Curious if you have any tips for those struggling to gain muscle. I'm a hard gainer and no matter what I do, I cannot seem to gain weight or muscle. So I went through a massive bulk when I started my journey. I think it was probably like 160 pounds or something. I ended up going to about 240. So if I, if I put on a solid 80 pounds, I, I have a good feeling I know what I'm doing. I've done a lot of things right and a lot of things wrong. And going back to what I said earlier, it's not about that incredible effort one time. It's about doing things consistently. It doesn't matter if you eat 8,000 calories one day. It's really about eating a consistent amount of calories to be in a surplus to gain weight. And that will take time. It'll take effort, it'll take change. And if you're a hard gainer, it's probably because of patterns you have and you will have to undo perhaps some good habits that you'll have to relearn later. So if you're someone who puts your forks down in between every meal, if you're someone who spends a lot of time chewing, like unfortunately, if you're a really hard gainer, you gotta put on some weight, you gotta learn to eat more and to really get that food down and get comfortable doing it. So those are a couple things. Another big tip I would have is start early in the day. If you start from a deficit, you're really gonna be in a tough spot. So have a big breakfast utilize things like smoothies utilize hacks like if you get a chipotle burrito get two tortilla wraps those things are like 320 cows or something like that each off the top of my head so right away you can make that be uh 640 cows and you might be saying oh my gosh i love doing that at chipotle that's my favorite thing and you're trying to lose weight so like awareness is everything too like even one of our friends came up and we were baffled because he was using whole whipping cream for his cereal and I'm like, this is nuts. I got to actually like do the math on this. So I put in a scale, like made a mock cereal uh, just to get an idea of it. And we realized it was 1300 calories of just cream. Whereas if you had like skim milk, probably about 110. So literally 12 times the amount, which is pretty crazy. But we all have these things that we don't know. We weren't sure of that. We learn we're like, oh, maybe this isn't the best habit. And you can create better subs for it. Like maple syrup can be super caloric. If you have a ton of that, maybe having uh, pancakes every day and you're having like 500 extra calories you didn't know about it's different for everyone but the bulking person i'd say go for it have that syrup as long as you're hitting your protein and those are just a few tips off the top of my head i know kaha has a lot but those are just a few things i'm passionate about yeah i think we just naturally default and the person who had asked uh, this question did mention hey you know i you guys talk about it a lot right fat loss fat loss tips and like you know they had said understandably so i think like 80 plus 85 percent of people are asking this but i know there is a certain demographic of people who are just even i have a few clients myself who are just really trying to get that calorie intake higher really trying to gain weight trying to gain muscle and i know there is a population so i'm glad that we included this but i'd say for this one like josh said starting earlier on like you really just have to get a little more uncomfortable and then the most most of the hard gain the people who struggle to put on weight struggle to put on muscle 
um, they just, they're always full. Right. And I think like you kind of have to just understand that, like you're not necessarily going to be the most hungry to get your food in, uh, especially if you are having a good amount of calories, but there are so many incredible hacks, uh, even a smoothie, for example, like what's great is for someone who's looking to lose weight and lose fat, you can make that 250, 300 calories, high protein, great stuff for someone who's also looking to gain muscle and gain weight and they need to get as many calories in without filling themselves up. You can just make that 800 to 1000 by having more peanut butter, by having a little bit more milk, a little bit more protein, maybe a little bit more fruit, um, you know, some seeds, like a lot of different things. So I would say really just planning ahead as well, because if you're on this journey to gain more muscle, to gain more weight, and, and you're struggling with it, and if you're super reactive, like if at the end of the day, you're like, ah, oh, I've only had 1500 calories, I need like 2000 more, it's going to be super challenging. And actually years ago, when we were like heavily into YouTube, we put together so many different budget friendly, but also just like different types of bulking foods and all this amazing stuff. And I did want to link actually a couple episodes down below. Uh, just if you want to check that out, we got two or three of those with a bunch of different suggestions on how to, you know, just get more food in and different hacks. And I think that can definitely apply to you, especially here in this question and here in your situation. So that's all I have for that one. And uh, hopefully it helps you uh, for sure. Yeah, we want to thank you once again for tuning in today. If you're looking to lose fat, gain muscle, and really just improve your physique, like Kyle said, look good in anything. And I think that's one of the best parts of being fit is like anything you find out, like, ooh, this looks good. It feels nice as opposed to having to spend a ton of money on that. Create a body you're proud of. Uh, message us case study for a special opportunity to get started one-on-one -on -one with us on our online coaching to our Instagram, at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. If you loved our, this episode, if you loved our podcast, it means the world if you could leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. It helps us grow. We read every single review. It just will bring a smile to our face. So if you can take two seconds to do that, you'll be the best. That'll mean a lot to us. And we just want to thank you once again for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.